The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Download Adam Sank's last comedy album on Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play. We're already in the shower together. (laughs) The risk has been taken. If I don't blow you, the risk will have been for nothing. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. (laughs) (laughs) JB, you start sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. I hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. (laughs) (laughs) He asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I like where you're going with this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. And he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. (laughs) This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, and I say, it's all right. Yes, and here comes the sun, for real. It's finally sunny and warm here in New York City for the first time in in months. After the longest, coldest, rainiest April in fucking history. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live, but this is a brand new episode with a beautiful recording quality, thanks to my Yeti microphone. Uh, if you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, May 9th, in the year of the coronavirus apocalypse at dnrstudios.com, the only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week it first airs. Leave me and us your ratings and reviews wherever you listen to this. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page. Download my comedy albums. Donate to my AIDS Walk page at adamsank.com. We have a fabulous uh, show lined up for you today. We're getting a late start because Ryan doesn't know how to use a telephone. Um, oh our guest, God. our guest today is uh, the wonderful and charming and hilarious comedian Frank Liotti, a friend of the ass. We've had him on several times. He'll be joining us later. But first, I need to introduce my backup singer and co-host Ryan Frostig, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, listeners and dearest Adam. I called three times. Yes, but every time uh, you tried to call, I my phone was trying to call me. Yes, after the hmm. first time, um, and also your outgoing message now says your work uh, now identifies yeah. you as your your company. It's very confusing. 
I know. They made me do that. I hate it. It's ironic because you never listen to your voicemails or delete them. <laughs> so. The shade, the shade of it all. Ryan, um, wh- what are you and Boy Wolf watching on TV this week? We always start this. I day. was hoping you would ask me that question. Um, last night we started watching Hollywood on Netflix, <gasps> the new Ryan Murphy show. Yes, I'm dying now, to see let, it. Let me tell you something. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. I am not a huge Ryan Murphy fan. I like some of the shows he's done, but I tend to find shows like Pose and even a lot of Glee and American Horror Story to be kind of um, on the nose and very, and the writing is cheesy. This is really good. This is delicious, juicy um, television. It's um, aesthetically beautiful, but the best part about the show is that it's literally all about sex. It's all about sex. It's all about uh, using sex to get ahead in Hollywood. It, it includes some um, some real uh, actors, um, like uh, they 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 do. Uh, uh, Patty Lapone plays someone famous, and you watch her get eaten out, which is pretty thrilling. Oh my goodness. Um, and it's just some great performances. Um, what's his uh, Holland Taylor? Uh, oh, I love Holland Taylor. Um, well, I'm thrilled. Jim Parsons is amazing. I'm thrilled to hear um, your positive review because I've been more excited about this than anything in my life for quite a I'm while now. I love it. You are going to eat it up. And there are so many butts. I hear there's a lot of butts you, and a lot of dicks. There are some dicks, but really it's about it's about the rear. Um, there's some beautifully Sounds lit like it's right up uh, your alley. On, on, on this program. So I highly recommend it. Uh, Congratulations. Um, I'm going to recommend something far more lowbrow, which I'm shocked, oh, yes. I'm shocked to find myself recommending, and it's the new season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Ooh, yes. You've been, you've been um, quite vocal about your, uh, your, your feelings about this, this this franchise. I had given up on yeah. I had given up on Beverly Hills years ago. Um, the only franchise I still watch regularly is New York. But I kind of got caught in a um, in a Beverly Hills uh, marathon the other day when I had nothing better to do, and I found myself strangely fascinated by it. And um, I'm not going to go into all the reasons why. If you hate those shows, I'm sure you'll hate this one too. But but I, I just if you do like the franchise and has have stepped away from it for any reason, check it out again. This season is weirdly compelling. Um, there's this new housewife named Sutton who's a complete cunt. She's absolutely insufferable, but she's really shaking things up. And Lisa Rinna is a fascinating nightmare. And there's just all kinds of things happening. Um, and and the, the real tea this season is all about, um, uh, what's her face? You know. Uh, Vanderpump. No, no, uh, no. Uh, Richards. Oh, uh, Kim Richards? No. Uh, oh Denise, Richards. Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Denise uh, Richards leaves the show in the middle of the season over a, a lesbian scandal. It's, it's fascinating. So... Um, just watch it. You'll you'll what's enjoy so, it. What's so hilarious is that um, there was a time in my life where I pretty much exclusively watched Real Housewives uh, and you know and Drag Race and 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 porn. I am now actually watching the shows on Netflix that everyone else you know watches and has been watching. I I spent many years kind of being on the outside of like what is hot in, in TV. And since this quarantine, 
Honey. I have crossed every uh, show on my watch list off Netflix. You've become an and, aficionado uh, of quality television. I know. Who knew it was, uh, it was out there? Well, Ryan, we are going to start uh, this week with a story that we ended with last week because we ran out of time. Michelle Buteau was on the phone, and um, I saved it for you because it's really, you have an inside look at this story. And the headline is, Sam Smith loves poppers. Yes. Who doesn't? Sam Smith. Well, some people don't, but... uh, That's true. In an interview on Radio Andy, Sirius XM talk show, uh, Andy Cohen asked Sam Smith about a tabloid rumor published back in December that... He had been, oh, we have to use they pronouns for Sam. Okay. That they they had been spotted out at a gay nightclub uh, called Freedom in London, snorting poppers with (laughs) pussycat doll Nicole Schwerdzinger. That's a weird image, a mental image. Sam Smith and Nicole Schwerdzinger sniffing poppers in a club? Yeah, I've heard that. I, I actually recently heard that she also loves poppers, so they're poppers pals. And the reports are true. Sam said to Andy, I can completely confirm I love poppers. I love poppers. I've been ashamed to say that, but I have so much fun when I do poppers. I'm trying not to endorse it. I know they're not good for you. I mean, booze isn't good for you as well, right? About Schwarzinger, Smith said, I think Nicole has definitely gone out to a fair amount of gay bars in her life. We've been out a few times in London, but yeah, we were just out. That one time, I honestly didn't think anyone would see us. We just got a bit rowdy and a bit dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it was fabulous. Um, I have a few things to say about this. Uh, But first of all, Ryan, remind the listeners of your intimate knowledge of Sam Smith with regard to his sex life, with regard to their sex life. Well, I I did spend a summer, a half of a summer, uh, working... um, as a, a glorified houseboy on Fire Island in the Pines, and uh, we had some some uh, A-list clientele stay with us during that time, including Tim Smith. And um, my 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 boss uh, uh, told me to ask him if um, he wanted coffee, and so I said, um, "Mr. Smith, would you like some coffee?" Yes, I would love some coffee. How would you like your coffee? I'll take it black. Like I like my men, and uh, and he uh, he. The next morning, um, I went to clear his sheets, uh, and they were um, stained. They were co- so, uh, covered in shit. Confer- I can confirm that um, Sam Smith took some BBC that summer on Fire Island, probably with poppers, and uh, got a little messy. And I a little messy. Just, just, just some, um, just a few stains here and there. Oh, I uh, thought, but uh, I thought the sheets were covered with with poo. Oh no 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 no! Just just like butt juice, but some, but a little <laughs> bit on the darker side. So it, it, it kind of it really it wasn't purely liquid, but it wasn't. I'm gonna throw up. Turds of shit. Now, once again, we don't we don't believe in paint shaming on this show, but um, we just did. Um, well, here's uh, the thing, Ryan. As I was reading this story on Toll Road, you know when you read a story on a on one of these news blogs, there's always like a related story that you can click on? Mm-hmm. And it, it linked to a story from 2019 that we had missed here on The Ass. As far as I know, we never did this story. Um, a new study finds that poppers are not addictive. 
In 2019, researchers studied 800 gay and bisexual men between the ages of 18 and 35 who used poppers. They found little evidence of typical dependency characteristics, including health, social, legal, and financial problems, and no correlation between popper use and mental health or psychological stress. This is according to researchers at the University of Technology in Sydney, Australia. Um, that's not to say poppers are without health risks. According to the study, poppers create a sense of euphoria, increased sex drive, reduced inhibition, increased skin sensitivity, as well as relaxation of the walls of the anus. Oof. Are your anus walls relaxed as you're listening to this, right? Absolutely. They're always relaxed. It is possible to develop an allergic reaction over time, and another rare but serious complication, this is important, listeners, is something called methemoglobinemia, which means that the blood in your body becomes unable to carry oxygen, which can be life-threatening, and this happens when a person swallows rather than inhales poppers. Oh, yes, there is nothing scarier than spilt poppers near the mouth. Don't swallow them, and also don't uh, use any kind of um, fire around them. Don't light a match or, or light something or light your bong or whatever when there's poppers nearby or when poppers have spilled because they're very flammable. But they're not addictive, which is interesting. Um, all right, we're going to move on to something far more important, which is this week's RuPaul's Drag Race update and RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race update. Ryan, you have two minutes to do everything Take it away. Shantae. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, we saw the queens um, in one of the, I think one of the most difficult challenges that the show does, which is the makeover challenge. And um, every season we see a, a different variation of this. Um, in the past, it was usually um, uh, male to female drag in, uh, impersonation um, makeovers. Last season, it was they brought the queens that had been eliminated back and had them um, made over. But this season, it was um, super fans, um, and they were all um, as that we know they were all cis uh, women, um, and um, and the queens had to make them over into their drag daughters. And you know, I thought this was a I thought this was a good challenge. Um, Although I mean, it kind of revealed a lot to me about certain contestants, and uh, I'm just going to state the following um, facts about what I'm thinking so far, or thus far. Uh, I'm kind of over Gigi. I think that she is not as creative as um, she's been given credit for. I think that, um, you know, she's been called this, uh, this fashion queen, but I look, of, I look at her more as a, a camp queen with, like a, with a hint of fashion. She kind of she kind of took a safe route, and I think she sort of um, she peaked early on, and now she's kind of struggling to, to catch up. I also um, uh, I didn't think that Jackie uh, did did very well, um, and and it ended up being a uh, double chante uh, between Jackie and Heidi. Yes, which was a shock. Three times. I I don't know what you thought, Adam, but I I, I would have sent Jackie home. Hard to say. I, I, I wasn't impressed. I, I thought she, that the, she she went into it very calculated. She stated right from the beginning, "I know exactly what I'm going to do with this song," and it was she took a, a, a comedic approach. But I don't think it worked. I don't think it landed, and and therefore it it took me out. So I was pretty much only focused on Heidi, 
who was really living and embodying in the song? What, what did you think? I thought they both did fine. I wouldn't have been shocked if either of them had gone home. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, I was left scratching my head about why they they decided this week would not would not uh, no one would go home. And I'm wondering if yeah. perhaps next week we see two people leave um, to make up for it. But to the biggest, but I do want to highlight uh, quickly before I, I move on to celebrity. Um, I was very impressed with Jada. I was very impressed with Crystal Method. Um, I actually, the second time watching, um, I thought Crystal took a risk, and I think it paid off. I did. I did too. And quite frankly, Ryan, I thought this was her week. I thought either Crystal was going to win it, or Sherry Pie was going to win it. Because let's be honest, Sherry Pie's makeover was fabulous. She and that girl looked exactly the same. Had a whole routine worked out. It was flawless, and so. Sherry really deserved to win, but if they weren't going to give it to Sherry, I was sure they'd give it to Crystal for originality and creativity. And listen, I love Jada. She always turns it out. She did she did uh, this one too. But, like, no, I thought she should have come in third. Yeah. Um, and then really quickly, uh, I, I have to say, um, this, this second episode of Celebrity Drag Race um, was really good. It was, um, the contestants were, uh, Lonnie Love, who's a comedian, um, uh, oh god, the second one, uh, she's, Tammy. Yeah, she's a basketball wife basketball from wife. some reality show and I don't watch. Fucking Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams! She, now that is a celebrity. That was the gasp heard around the gay universe when she walked into yeah. the workroom. And she was a great contestant, and she did really well. Um, she she ended up um, she ended up winning. Um, but I I also was really um, impressed with Lonnie, and I really enjoyed her uh, her story and and how she was kind of going through it and was vulnerable. And um, I, I thought it was a great episode. I'm I'm I thought that this was I was quick to write this off as trash, um, like the holiday. Slay, uh, Spectacular. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a, a, a miss for the franchise, but I actually think that this is some pretty good content. I hope that they continue to explore, um, you know, different kinds of celebrities and, and uh, see what we get. Yes. I, I, if we're being honest, I think Lonnie Love won the competition. I think they gave it to Vanessa because they were like, listen, uh, we'll do anything to have you on the show. And she, her publicist or whoever was like, okay, she has to win. And they were like, okay. Because honestly, like Vanessa's runway was pretty trashy. And, it was. And while she did fine, she did she did well as Dolly Parton. Um, Lonnie just really turned it out in everything she did. And, and even the basketball wife, I thought, had a better runway and a better lip sync than Vanessa. But who cares? It's all for charity. Vanessa Williams... Yes is the most beautiful woman in the world, and uh, I'm happy to see her in any capacity. And the last thing I want to say is, even though we've established many times on this podcast that RuPaul is very problematic, I can still appreciate and um, I can appreciate him um, using this platform to raise money for these charities, um, for to, 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 for constantly reminding the viewers to vote to register to vote um i think that that is something that we can appreciate i can appreciate the spectacle yes 
Absolutely. Um, in other news, this is something I wish I had known about sooner because we would have promoted it and we would have had Scott Lowell back on the show. But um, Queers Folk reunion happened. Uh, yes. On May 1st, the original Queers Folk cast members, uh, Scott Lowell, Hal Sparks, Randy Harrison, and Robert Grant. Oh, and Peter Page and Sharon Glass, basically all of them. Um, they all had a virtual reunion on YouTube as a fundraiser. Uh, and it was on Scott's YouTube channel. It uh, was a fundraiser for um, over 250 LGBTQ community centers. This was the first time the cast has been reunited, uh, you know, anywhere where other than like at, a, at, a, at an event where fans can show up and stand in line. The first time they've had like a televised reunion. And they raised over $25,000. And, um, yeah, I just, again, I wish I wish I'd known about it sooner. I know. I, I really just, I love that show. And um, it's, it's, been, it's been nice to see, um, you know, different casts of shows or, you know, um, different artists sort of coming together and trying to find ways to bring joy to people out there. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's heartwarming to see how many people um, are really trying to do something good right now, and in the midst of, of so much evil coming from uh, from the head of our government, it's it's just uh, it restores one's faith in humanity. But if you guys want to watch the Queerest Folk reunion, it's up there on Scott's um, YouTube page. Just go to Scott Lowell, and there's a link to donate, and um, you know they're still accepting donations, so go for it. In other news. You know, Ryan, everyone's doing these Zoom meetings for work nowadays. Yes, I've done many things on Zoom. I, <laughs> did you do another sex party this past week? Yes, I did. Oh my goodness, you're becoming a Zoom star. But it's funny, before you go on with the story, I just would say, Please. I've done work meetings on Zoom, I've done sex parties on Zoom, I've done workouts on Zoom, I've done uh, pretty much everything, including a Passover Seder. Yes. Um, so I'm really, I'm really feeling the Zoom. You should be like the spokesmodel for queen. Zoom. You're, <laughs> you're such a Zoom queen. So tell me, tell queen. me quickly about this last sex party that you and Boy Wolf participated in. Well, it wasn't, um, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was. Uh, we actually did have uh, anal. Oh. <laughs> on this one, um, which it was. And were you the bottom? I was the bottom. Bottom. The problem that I had was, it's a very vulnerable thing because you, you kind of have to like accept the fact that, you know, you look the way you look, the position, it, it, you don't want to, you don't want to change the position of the camera too much because it starts to look a little clunky and a little bit, uh, takes, takes you out of it. But I'm very aware of how I'm, I'm, I'm looking. So I kept trying to like be in the moment, but also like watch myself. It was. It was. It became a little too complicated for me. I. I. I wasn't able to fully uh, enjoy the moment. Yeah, I mean, people. Better. People who make professional porn always say like it's not really that fun or that hot for them because they're they do ha it's performing. You do have to put on a show, and putting on a show and enjoying yourself are not always. Um, they're often mutually exclusive. It's better to just you know suck dick because. It's just an up-down motion, some hands here and there. It doesn't require as much preparation or, 
you know, positioning. Now, Ryan, how many people do you think were watching you receive a penis in your ass? This one was less attended than the last one that we were a part of, but I would say probably 50 people. Now, are you worried that people are making screen recordings and that they're going to upload them to Pornhub and you're going to be like a uh, an accidental porn star? You know what? If that's my destiny, then so be it. Honestly, at this, at this point, uh, I think... Um, I think it's time for me to be an accidental uh, porn star. You know something? I think think you're more sexually liberated than I am. Like, I'm a big slut, and I've done just about everything. But I have never recorded um, myself having sex more than just, like, a few seconds where you can't see my face. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like, I've had guys come over, and they're like, oh, let me videotape myself fucking you. But, like, all you see is, like, our midsection. Um, I, I, uh... I still think about my no. parents. I mean, listen, Ryan, yeah. I, I tweeted a picture of my butt that wasn't even like graphic. Oh, like yes. you, you couldn't see I the remember. you couldn't see my hole or anything, and my mom flipped the fuck out. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, my circumstances are a little different, but I, I, I do have to remember that, like, I guess there are people, <laughs> like, especially this particular um, party because it's a party that exists in Brooklyn typically and so I'm sure that there are a lot of people that I know that are that are attending this um, we actually uh, Boy Wolf got a message on Instagram from someone saying um, thanks for the show on Zoom last night so we are being recognized I guess but but anyway it's, it's fun I mean it's it's safer than actually going to uh, a sex party absolutely I say more power to you both I support this I'm just not going to do it um, but the whole reason I, st- I brought this up is because there's been all these infamous cases of uh, people having Zoom meetings and then suddenly one of them, like, takes the camera with them to the bathroom and, like, sits on the toilet and takes a shit while the colleagues are watching and, you know, pe- oh God, people yeah. getting caught naked on camera. Well, this happened to an ABC News reporter named Will Reeve, who's quite a snack. Uh, you can Google him. He he appeared on the Tuesday, April 28th edition of Good Morning America for a segment about pharmacies using drones to deliver prescriptions to patients. And he, like most reporters these days, he's doing this out of his house. He's got like a little home studio set up and he's doing it via, not Zoom, but via some kind of online streaming service. And, you know, he's wearing a, a jacket and dress shirt and tie like most reporters do. Um, but at one point, the uh, camera, which he was operating, zoomed out a little bit, and it was very clear that he was wearing no pants. He wasn't. He wasn't naked. Yeah, he wasn't naked, but you could see like his calves and uh, his thighs and his knees. Uh, Viewers quickly took to Twitter to call him out. One person wrote, um, uh, nice room, nice shorts. Reeve tweeted back, I have arrived in the most hilarious, mortifying way possible. Um, He added that he had been wearing shorts. He was planning to do a workout right after the broadcast and uh, that uh, he said he will not be getting hired as a camera operator anytime soon. Meanwhile, have you ever heard of an adult uh, performer named Dante Thicke? It sounds vaguely familiar, but that sounds like a very (laughs) generic... Name. Dante is spelled D-O-N-T-E. 
And even though it sound, sounds like he might be a black guy, he's not. He's a white guy named Dante Thick, And um, he uh, has been boasting on Twitter that he's defying uh, guidelines about staying inside and reducing contact, uh, contact. And he has still been producing new porn scenes with other people. Oh, my goodness. And he was supported by fellow porn star and Trump supporter Sergeant Miles who tweeted the Free Speech Coalition, which is an adult performer advocacy committee, um, to that pausing the economy and adult filming is literally killing us. This article says, actually, what's literally killing us is coronavirus. During an exchange with the Guild, uh, Miles argued that there is blood on their hands and Thick chimed in, you're right, your choice. I'm still filming. Fuck what they say. I don't bend a knee to no one. Just be safe, duh. I don't need someone telling me what to do with my life. I hope things take a change for you soon. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm just shaking my head. I, this, this, our community, we're just, the gays just want to fuck. Everyone wants to, you know, move, move forward with their lives and go back to normal. But like, this is not the answer. And I've also noticed that like a lot of, uh, a lot of gays are saying, well, if you just have, um, like pump and dump, you know, uh, sex, that it's, it's not gonna, you can't spread the virus and, you know, if you, no kissing and no touching, just I'm like, you're all crazy sex pigs and you need to calm the fuck down. Well, here's what's even more appalling about this guy, Dante Thick. First of all, he's not that thick. Anyone who, ca- anyone who calls himself Dante Thick should have like a super thick dick. Like I was thinking he would have a dick like Girth Brooks. It's a big dick. I mean, I certainly wouldn't uh, kick it out of bed, but it is not a thick dick particularly. But what's really appalling about him is he, in the past, has said he refuses to work with HIV-positive partners. Oh, my God. He tweeted in September 2019, I don't want to work with anyone who's undetectable or detectable. Would be very nice to make this mandatory and also mandatory tests. I don't know. Just sounds smart to me. So Fuckface is afraid of people who are HIV positive on meds and undetectable, people from whom he literally cannot catch the virus. But he's not afraid to make porn with people during a quarantine where anyone could have the virus, and most people who have it don't know they have it, and there are no meds to combat it. What a fucking asshole. He's trash. He's trash. So I say boycott. Dante Thick, and he should change his name too. Uh, here's a cocktails and cock talk story, Ryan. Would you like to sing the theme song? And now, another. Oh God. Stupid. I'll do. I'll do the cocktails and cocktails. Okay, ready. And now, another stupid story from cocktails. Cocktails. And cocktalk.com. Yes, suck my cock. There we go. By the way, that yes, suck my cock drop, that's Frankly Yachty, who we're going to be talking to in just a few minutes. He's You hear him all the time on the Adam Sank Show. So, um, you know, Cocktails and Cock Talk, we've established, is one of the stupidest websites of all time. But uh, what they're really good at is spotting 
um, sexual and pornographic trends on social media, and they have cr- spotted a new viral trend in which men balance shampoo bottles on their erect penises. Oh, yes. Hashtag shampoo challenge. Uh, this is sort of hard to explain. It's better if you see it. And I did send Ryan the article so he could um, investigate. But basically, these are guys with, you know, rather large dicks. And most of them are in their underwear. And they have, you know, when, when you're in your underwear and you have a hard on and you have a big dick, I, I imagine this is the case, it, it creates like a shelf. And then they take this actual bottle of shampoo and they balance it on the shelf and take a picture of themselves. And then as you scroll down in the Cocktails and Cock Talk article, they show some of them aren't even wearing underwear. They just have their dick straight out in front of them, hard as a rock, and they've got this shampoo bottle just like sitting on it. Now, there's no way in hell that I could ever do this. My dick is not... Maybe like one of those little travel bottles of shampoo. <laughs> yes. Uh, that would work. But a full-size bottle of shampoo is not balancing on anything attached to me. Um, I did, on the Adam Sank Show Facebook page, uh, I did post my attempt in which I literally just took a shampoo bottle and shoved it down my pants. <laughs> but where do you think this could have come from? I have no idea, but I have to say, I'm looking at the photos now, and um, it really is very impressive uh, Especially the ones with the no, um, I, I don't know, I guess the, I guess the ones with, with no underwear where it's just like straight out and holding it up, I guess that's probably more impressive. Um, the one with the guy with the gray t-shirt. I'm not looking at them right now. Fully, you're not looking at them? Mm-mm. Hmm. Well, oh. it is uh, a sight to be seen. I, I will not be participating in this challenge, but I, I salute the uh, the participants who um, are appearing to be quite girthy. Ryan, can I suggest that you begin a new trend where guys take pictures of themselves with shampoo bottles stuck up their asses? Oh my god. That, uh, I don't want my hole to be stretched that way. <laughs> not, not the, I mean, not depend, the depending on what kind of bottle, if it had like a nice rounded t- cap on it, it might feel good. But, um, yeah, I mean, people are really bored right now. One of the guys posting tweeted, did I win? And Cocktails and Cock Talk wrote, yes, yes, you did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of yes, yes, you did, uh, I keep trying to encourage JB when he's editing these to drop in his own little sound bites or at least to just record a little message of his own at the beginning or the end. And so far, he has been very bashful. Um, and I want to start to apply some pressure. So, uh, listeners, if you are a fan of JB's and you miss hearing his voice, send him an email at jb at adamsank.com. That's J-A-Y-B-E-E at adamsank.com. And tell him that you would like to hear him on the show. Um, you know, just once in a while, I'd love to hear his laugh or his take on something or one of his catchphrases. Yeah, the fuckery. We really, we're really missing the fuckery. That's fuckery. Uh, Okay, what else? So also this week, uh, a friend of mine sent me this recording, and I don't know where it came from. I don't know the provenance of this recording, but it's very funny. It's two minutes long, and I thought I would play it for you. So hopefully you'll be able to hear this. Here it goes. 
Oh, shit. You know what? It's not going to work because it's coming through my headphones. Ugh. I even muted and everything. I wonder if I... Hmm. Let me try something. What if I unmute my headphones? I mean, what if I unplug the headphones? Is that going to fuck up everything? Is this really important? (laughs) Tell me. Well, we have a few minutes to kill before Frank calls in, so... Uh, and by the way, normally I hate when people send me things to listen to or watch. We talked about this before, so I'm not encouraging this from any of you. But uh, but I did enjoy this. I thought it was funny. Okay, here I go. I'm gonna. This could ruin everything. I'm going to unplug the headphones. If I can find the jack. Okay, here we go. Fuck it. This is not working. I give up. Oh, dear. I give up. Can you do a... Uh, uh, give us a little sample of it? It's... <laughs> Shit. Okay. It's, um, it's some guy with an Australian accent, and he's just like, this time of social distancing is hard for everyone, but it's particularly hard for one group of people, sluts. And then he goes into this whole thing about how sluts are suffering and it's a tough time for them and so forth. Um, I think I just completely fucked up the sound now. I can still hear you. I know, but it's, I don't think it's, mm, oh dear. I'll never try to do that again. I got too ambitious, right? All right, well, I think I'm going to say, what's that? I've been too ambitious too, like uh, on the, uh, uh, Zoom sex party. You were too ambitious? You took too many dicks? <laughs> too much dick, too soon. All right, honey. Well, I'm going to say uh, nighty-night to you. Thank okay. you. Thank you, as always, as always, for taking time out of this beautiful Sunday to record with us. Um, yes. Stay Thank well. You, for, you do the same. And love I love you, too. And by the way... The next yeah. time you and Boy Wolf participate in this sex party, perhaps you could record a little audio that we could then play on the show. Oh my goodness. We will see. Maybe one day I'll bring uh, Boy Wolf on the air. I'm sure that the listeners would love to hear what he sounds like. That's, that, that will be a, an upcoming uh, uh, stunt. Anyway, have a great day, my darling. All right, I love you. Bye. Bye. When Ryan hangs up, he hangs up so, so suddenly. He's like, okay, bye, beep, beep, beep. Anyway. All right. Well, now we're waiting for Frank to call in. I still am um, a little bit nervous that I did something to the sound of this, and there's no way for me to check it until I stop recording. But I don't know. It's it, The sound has a different quality to it now than it did before. I'm very nervous. Who knows? Who knows with this podcast, but you have to admit, you guys, that they sound so much better ever since I got this new microphone. I really am embarrassed about that Peppermint episode. Um, The next time we get Peppermint on the show, I'm probably just going to delete that episode from existence because I don't want anyone to, like, hear that as, like, their first time ever listening to the ass. And they're like, oh, let me listen to this episode. And then it's just trash. Like, you can barely hear any of us. And it's all there's parts that are cut out. And yeah. But the one with Michelle Buteau last week, I thought was particularly good, um, technically and content-wise and everything else. So 
Alright, just waiting for Frank to call in now. Do, 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 do. You guys hear the birds chirping? I have my windows open. Uh, a little bit earlier, as I was uh, broadcasting, the guy directly across from me was at his window with his shirt off, and he looked really tasty. And I was waving, and um, he didn't wave back. That's what happened with that. Okay, still no call from Frank. This happens every week. Let me try to call him. His phone number is 646... No, I'm just kidding. This can't be happening. I checked in with him literally an hour ago. Like, he knew this was happening. Hi, this is Frank Liotti. Please leave me a message at the sound of the Verizon lady, and I'll get back to you whenever I can, as soon as possible. Have a great day. Police reported ahead. Oh! At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, Frank. It's Adam Sank. I'm calling you from live on the air. Uh, during my podcast. Remember you said you were going to call in at 11.40 a.m.? Well, it's now 11.42, and you're not here. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to try to fill time for the next 20 minutes, but uh, if you get this, please give us a call so we can have you on the show. Thanks. Bye. All right. Well, uh, fortunately, I have something to fill time, as I always do. I've got my backup plan, And, um, and that is this. Have any of you listeners ever heard of the Bechdel test? Or perhaps it's Bechdel test. I've never known for sure. Um, Alison Bechdel is a, uh, a well-known lesbian. She, uh, for years, wrote a comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For. And then she wrote a, a, a graphic memoir um, that was illustrated. That's what graphic means. Entitled uh, Fun Home. And then Fun Home became a Broadway musical, which won the Tony Award. And it was all about her growing up um, gay with a closeted gay father who was married to her mother. And they lived and worked in a funeral home. It's this crazy story and a wonderful musical. But anyway, Alison Bechdel came up with a test in 1985 that um, has had a, a huge impact on popular culture. It's known as the Bechdel test. And it basically seeks to to find out whether a film uh, features any significant women characters. Because more films than you can possibly think of, even some of the the most popular, famous, well-known films of all time, fail the Bechtel test. And here's the test. A film must meet three requirements. There must be one two women in the film who have names, two named women in the film. Two, those two women have to have at least one conversation. And three, that conversation has to be about something other than a man. And again, a startling number of successful and popular films do not 
pass the test. Here are some films that don't pass the Bechtel test. I mean, before I even get to the list, the one that leaps to mind is Star Wars. The original Star Wars, Carrie Fisher is the only woman on the set. So right away, that fails the Bechdel test because you you have to have at least two women. They both have to be named, and they both have to and they have to have a conversation about something other than a man. Um, here are other movies that fail the test: the Lord of the Rings trilogy, all three movies, the animated film Ratatouille, about the adorable rat who can cook. Um, they there's only one named female character in the film, uh, actually two characters: Soline and Leclerc a food critic seen in only one scene, and, oh, sorry, that's one person, Soline Leclerc, and then Colette, the restaurant's only female chef. Those two women never interact. Slumdog Millionaire, which was a, a multi-Oscar nominee, um, has two women who never speak to each other. Avatar fails the test. This one surprised me. The Social Network from 2010. This is the movie about Mark Zuckerberg and the founding of Facebook, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Um, you know, there are several women characters in the movie, but they never have a conversation with each other that's about anything other than a man. 21 Jump Street from 2012. Um, that one's not terribly surprising because it's like a male buddy film and those frequently fail the test. The Avengers, 2013. The Imitation Game, 2014. Whiplash, Another Oscar nominee, um, that was about the drummer. Um, and and it's, that one's mostly a two-character movie. You know, you have um, What's-His-Face and What's-His-Face. <laughs> they don't mention the actors here, but they both were nominated. Um, it's one is training the other as a musician. Edge of Tomorrow, 2014. The Grand Bud Budapest Hotel, 2014. But again, you can go back and look at pretty much every classic film except for movies like The Women, which were known as women's films. Um, but even in The Women, it would be hard to find a conversation between female characters that isn't about men. So it's just something interesting to think about, and it, um, it, it illustrates how underrepresented women are in the history of film, in pop culture, and the fact that we sort of, uh, we sort of just expect things to be about men. Um, and that's because we live in a patriarchy. Yesterday, I was watching Caddyshack from 1980. Caddyshack just happened to be on. And that is almost solely um, an all-male cast. There's so few female characters, and the ones that are there are just like, you know, they're just props for the men, and they certainly never have any kind of conversation with each other. And, um, you know, this is so the not typical. This is so not real life. You know, women talk to each other all the time and they talk to each other about things that you know have nothing to do with men and women have stories to tell so um just something uh, interesting to think about the next time you're watching a movie see if it fails the Bechdel test all right at this point I think it's safe to say that frankly Adi is not going to call in I'm very disappointed and surprised but you know it's a tough time for everyone this whole quarantine apocalypse thing so we'll give him a pass, and maybe we'll talk to him another time, but not today. All right, so I think we're going to wrap up this 47-minute long version of the Adam Sank Show. I'm sorry to, um, to, to cut it short, 
but I have nothing else to talk about. Thank you all for listening. We got some new reviews this week. Please keep leaving them. It means the world to me, and it uh, it ensures that I'll keep doing these podcasts, frankly, the more ratings and reviews that I get. Um, tune in next Saturday to hear a brand new episode. You guys, subscribe to dnrstudios.com. I am not the only one who's continuing to produce new content during this time. Derek and Romaine are on five days a week, five nights a week, I should say. And uh, a number of, of other podcasters at dnrstudios.com have great podcasts. So subscribe to them. Um, don't forget to follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank. Download my comedy album. Email me anything you want at adam at adamsank.com. Don't forget to email JB if you want to hear him on the ass at jb at adamsank.com. I want to thank JB. I want to thank Ryan. I don't want to thank Frank Liotti because he didn't do anything for me. Ding! All right. I love you guys. Stay safe. Talk to you next week. Bye.